Hey everybody, it's Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. That's Chris over there. Hello. I'm Rick. Today we want to talk about uh, delay and reverb. So for me, I have not had a lot of amps with reverb in them. I've had like a Marshall and other amps that really didn't have reverb. And the ones I did have that had reverb, I, I had a Twin a while ago and maybe another Fender. But live, I could never really dial in reverb. So I, I just wouldn't do it. Because, you know, it would kind of wash out the sound and I wouldn't cut through the mix. Uh, what about you, Chris? Have, have you had amps with reverb or what, what's your preference, I guess? Reverb or delay? Oh, my preference is delay, but I kind of hear what you're saying about that. I learned early on when I, you know, I had some classic Fender amps with their reverb, which I think sounds really good when you're around the house and whatnot. But I couldn't use them live. I just, you just lose all definition so very early on, I kind of sought out delay pedals uh-huh. and mostly analog delay pedals because I like the way they what they do to the sound. Yeah. So I, I kind of bailed on reverb in a live setting, you know, years and years ago. I still like uh-huh. it around the house. And I think Fender makes a really good onboard, you know, and all those classic Fender amps, their reverbs sound great. Just to dial a little bit of body or take some of the dryness out for playing around the house or maybe doing some recording. I think they're great. But yeah, in a live setting, I want all the definition I can get. And for some reason, reverb, like you said, washes out. So what about you? I mean, you're playing in a U2 tribute band. You must be all about delay right now. What's your (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm down the rabbit hole of delay. I bought that Boss DD five something thousand sucks. No, it doesn't suck. It's good. Um, Yeah, I've got banks of delays. Some of the delays have two delays going at once. It's kind of fun, though, actually. I get into the mathematics of it, or not mathematics, but just the difficulty of trying to match two uh, delays at once and stuff. But um, even before that, like I had a DD2, which I love. I still have it. I would just use it kind of similar to you as as kind of a little enhancement to my sound, not necessarily reverb, but just a little bit of an echo so that it kind of maybe simulated reverb without, you know, not being able to cut through the mix. Is that kind of how you use, use your delay pedal? I do. It's I'm my main delay pedal right now is a vintage Boss DM2, and that yeah. has a pretty short. You know, I think the longest delay is right around 300 milliseconds or something like that. And I have it usually just over halfway to under halfway is where I kind of use it. So that would be what like maybe 150 milliseconds, maybe 200 milliseconds and down. My mainly on my board is just set to just give a little bit of this like Merc. Which is weird because I'm talking about de- lack of definition is why I don't like reverb, but I like this delay because it adds some murk. But it, it's hard to explain, but it does. It gives something to the note that yeah. it just sort of bloom that just makes it, it. It's just kind of inspiring for me when I hear that sound. It just makes me play a certain way. And that's what I look for in a delay pedal. Something that is, you know, we're up there and we're playing songs. And some nights it's a difference between playing chords and notes and playing the songs. And if I have like an inspiring tone that I can access for certain parts of a song, it just kind of brings it up to that next level where you're like, I'm in this song, this is cool, I can hear it coming back and it's great. And that delay pedal for me does that often. So it's it's pretty invaluable for me. But 
What was your question? <laughs> well, you answered. I, I mean, I, I kind of asked you if you use it in the same way, and you said yes. So, it, it, like you said, it's kind of to get this other additional texture to your sound. Right. Yeah, that's how I use it too. I had an Echoplex way back when, which those are cool. I mean, it, you know, it's the size of a toaster, but mm-hmm. they're so cool because that tape. You know, everybody will say that, right? That tape that goes the best. It's. I think everybody who's into delay if they can, should check out one of those old tape delays just for a reference point. I mean, because I had on extended load and I had a Roland Space Echo in the early 2000s. Cool. And from the moment I plugged into that, it's like this is a completely different experience from the best analog or at the time digital delays available. It's just, it's kind of breathtaking just to hear that and get that point of reference because not many people are going to want to take like a vintage tape echo out for shows. But to have that reference helps you kind of hunt down something that does the same kind of thing and gives you the same kind of feel when you're playing. And I know that today there's a lot of both boutique and production echoes out there to simulate tape delays. So there's like a one from, I think it's Dunlop, that's even called the Echoplex. But oh, right. How well they do them is, is up for debate. I check out a lot of demos, and, and it's really hard to tell in demos, but I, I always hear something to those, what do you call them, those, those simulated pedals that there's something on the top end that just doesn't sit right. I know they're getting better, but I, I can always hear that. So I would love to have a tape echo again, but like I said, it would probably just sit around the house. So for me, the Boss DM2 is an easy, small onboard thing that gets me in the ballpark and at least gives me kind of that essence of what I'm looking for. Cool. Yeah. Have you tried out the carbon copies or, or no. seen demos of the carbon copies? I've seen demos and I've heard really good things about them. I would like to check them out. I mean, using delay, it's going to be different for everybody. And, you know, delays you can use so many different ways. So for short slap back, I like that Merc on there. And some of the digital ones have, are just a little too bright, even though they'll have like where you can roll off the tone. It's just not, there's just something about that yeah. high end doesn't sit well with me. I have not tried the carbon copy, but it, I do hear really good things about it. There's a, there's a number of high end ones that I've heard good things about. I've checked out demos. One thing for me that I'm just kind of really don't dig that much is there's a lot of like modulated delays out there and they sound really, you know, ethereal and and nice and you know angel wingy but um <laughs> they don't they kind of don't do the, anything for me they just kind of sound like you know indie movie soundtrack it's like i'm not that's not my thing i've had a few analog delay you know vintage analog delay pedals and the boss dm2 has been the best so far that's the one i've kept that's cool yeah i my dd2 is i got that in the 80s and for a digital delay, uh, I think it sounds pretty cool because to me, it, you can dial in the right amount of delay and it, it does sound like, you know, there are artifacts in there, which I dig, you know. Yeah, so, it's the low bit rate of those pedals. People collect those too, like the early there. And there's a, a shit ton of that stuff out there. Even some of the rack mount stuff, like the, the early digital delay rack mount stuff. Some right. of that stuff sounds cool, like the, the Roland, and I think Ibanez made a nice rack mount thingy. One of my favorite delays, and I've never owned one, but I've played through a number of them, is the the vintage um, Electro Harmonics Memory Mans. Oh, Those yeah. Really cool warble to them that really, you know, kind of does one element of a tape delay that I haven't heard any other pedals do quite, quite like the Memory Man. And those are cool. And, you know, they're kind of like, they kind of break sometimes, but I'd love to have one of those. Yeah, me too. I'd love to have several 
old Harmonix yeah. pedals. But yeah, like you say, I mean, in terms of reliability, they're probably not the most reliable, but they do that. They have character to their sound. People love about the the tape echoes, right? That have artifacts or kind of just this warble, yeah, warble or texture to their sound. Yeah, I dig that. I know. Like, it, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say another company's try to get that warble. So they'll put it in there. But there's something about the way that it comes out that doesn't really strike me as right. And it probably comes down to uh, the, the memory is probably really noisy. And some people shy away from that. But, you know, I think that might add to that, like, kind of murk that I keep mentioning. I mean, I don't mind noise, a reasonable amount of noise. I mean, you don't take up electric guitar because you hate noise. I mean, <laughs> so I can deal with a lot. And, and I think I kind of look for something in the noise or, or something like that 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 gets me that murk that I keep mentioning. Yeah. Um, I can think of a, another term to describe that. It's just like a murky tone, but yet it still has definition, which doesn't make any sense, but I know it when I hear it and feel it. So that's kind of my go-to on delays. And I'd love to have a, a whole room full of delays because they're all slightly different. There's many different ways to use them. I mean, the way that you use them, the way that the edge use them is totally different than somebody trying to, you know, play like get a rockabilly slap back or, you yeah. know, a tile bathroom sound. Or when I find that I don't like them so much is sometimes they can overpower, like even a good player that has like that modulated delay on top of their, their sound. I'll listen and it starts to take away from their playing. It's just like yeah. it's kind of distracting. But but maybe that's what they're going for. I mean, delay is you can use in so many different ways. Reverb is pretty much. I mean, you can use like just a little bit of reverb to give it some space or the, you know, kind of the drenched reverb to give it that surf sound. So it seems a little bit more limited in what you can do with it. But I think they're both they're both really important effects for guitar. And I, I like them both. But I lean on delay. Yeah, me too. I think I'm in that camp, too. And also, I totally understand where you're coming from in terms of texture. I, I would I would term it that way, like text. I'm looking for texture in my sound. We want our sound to cut through, but but I don't want it to be this pristine, sterile sound like the '80s, like the Roland Jazz Chorus sound, or, or these super squeaky clean sounds. I, I've never been drawn to those, but so I, I like you love little bits of texture or artifacts in my sound just to give it this grit. And um, yeah, I think I lean more towards delays too, for the reasons you mentioned. Uh, and again, like I said, I've, I've tried to use reverb in a live context, and I've just never been able to make it happen. And I, it's weird, but um, but delay, I think you, I think delay too gives you a little more latitude in terms of how you can maybe get a little more texture to your sound, or you know what I mean, rather than the yeah. reverb. Because like you say, unless you're playing in a surf band or something that where, or or your sound is super ethereal. You know, which I there's bands like that that I dig too. But um, for me, yeah, I've always uh, just leaned more towards delay um, because it was easier for me to kind of dial it in in a live situation. I agree. So you mentioned we mentioned uh, tape echoes, like vintage tape echoes. Have you played through a Fender Reverb Tank? Have you ever played through one of those? No, but I, I kind of want to because those things are fascinating to me too. I've known people who have collected those or who have them. And they seem super cool. Have you played through one? Yeah, they are. They're they're like kind of comparing the tape echo to like modern, you know, simulators or, or analog delays. It's just a completely uh -huh. different world. And it's kind of a nice reference point to have when you start going looking for some. I have a bunch of small vintage amps, and I don't think I have any amps right now with onboard reverb. 
So maybe a couple years ago, I decided I want to get a reverb pedal. So I started looking around at a bunch of them. And I ended up getting that um, Catalan bread Topanga, I think it's called. Oh, and, yeah. And it, was, it's, it did a good job of simulating Fender-style reverb, but it, I, didn't, I never liked it. I mean, I tried really hard for a couple years to make it work. I don't really know what it was. It's just kind of like not there. I mean, it doesn't sound as good as even like the Princeton reverbs, you know, reverb, which, you know, Sounds really good. A Princeton Reverb does, but I just couldn't get anything usable out of it, so I sold it. And it's it's interesting. So one thing about that pedal that kind of struck me is people always talk about if you have an old tape echo or if you have like a, an old Fender Reverb tank, it's like you know there's mechanical parts, and there's maintenance involved, and re- reliability issues. But I have popped open that Catlin bread, and every jack on there and the switch is all connected to the circuit board. So that's a mechanical connection right there. So I mean, it's not a black and white. Modern pedals are more reliable than the old pedals. Yes, an, uh, an old tape echo, there's parts on it and you got to keep maintenance. But any pedal with the jacks hanging off the board is a mechanical connection that can possibly fail down the road. So I don't know why I'm even pointing that out. But it was one thing about that pedal that bugged me. It was one of the most expensive pedals <laughs> I, I bought because I always buy cheap vintage stuff and I popped right. it open. It was kind of disheartening to see that, oh, they built this like a Dan Electro pedal or something. Yeah, I mean, I think that's worth pointing out because exactly when you buy the pedals that are the cost a little more, your expectation is, oh, well, I'm getting a better product. But when you pop these things open, probably nine times out of 10, yeah, you're just getting the circuit board. And it's not like an old boss pedal where it's just built to withstand nuclear blast, but. Yeah, It might last for years and years and years, but my experience has been with pedals that are like that. You know, it's just if you have them on your live board and they get stepped on a lot, there's a mechanical connection there that's going to wear out someday. And if it wears out in the middle of a set, it really sucks. Uh, I mean, Catalan Bread offers a lifetime warranty, which is great, except for if you're on stage in the middle of a <laughs> three band bill and, you know, a pedal goes out. and it's, That's why you buy two. Yeah, exactly. But no, I decided to go the other way and buy none and get, get rid of it. I sold it to someone and they were very happy. So it went back. Oh, that's up. cool. Was it dipped in the secret sauce, the circuitry? What's the secret sauce? Well, you know, the it's you can't see the, you know, it's dipped in oh, some kind of stuff goop. that you can't see the. No, it was not. Goop, yeah. Goop, yeah. That, <laughs> should, you should mention what that is for people out there who might be wondering what are they, what the hell are they talking about? This right. Goop? So a lot of pedal makers now will make their Mona Lisa on the circuit board and then dip it in this goop, so that you can't really see what they did, and so so they can pr- protect their proprietary um, circuit, right? Right. Um, and so that's what we refer to as goop. Yeah. Weren't you saying like a lot of these things are just based on old circuits? Many of them are based on classic pedal designs. And I think it was the first boutique company that I was aware of that was gooping things was, I think it was Full Tone. I mean, I get that people want to protect their shit, but you know, that pedal is not repairable. What the goop is, it's epoxy. It's like a gray epoxy they put over it. So you can't read the component values. So someone can't recreate these pedals. And the thing of it is, is people who are into recreating pedals will sit down and take the time to peel that goop off and they'll get it anyways. So all they're really doing is screwing their their customer base by saying something goes bad, you're bored is shop unless you can peel all this shit off. And if you're going to have somebody do that, it's going to be really expensive. So, yeah, I just personally wouldn't buy a gooped pedal just for that reason. I repair pedals 
quite often. And, you know, that would have no use to me, a pedal that is encased in that shit. Like you said, it's like, how do you, even if if it goes bad, how do you, how do you fix it? Yeah. So we're talking about reverb and delay, right? I got, (laughs) oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. Rant, the goop rant. Well, that's all related because, you know, these pedals have circles. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I guess that's the thing. I, I, I'm curious to know from our listeners, oh, after we're done, we'll, we'll have to solicit them for their preference, reverb or, or delay or both. I mean, I'm a fan of both, too, but I, I, as, as we talked about, I kind of lean more towards delay just for the reasons I cited. But, um, I mean, I've heard plenty of people play through a reverb amp, and it just sounds beautiful. Um, yeah. But most of the time I've heard people playing, it's been just them playing through the amp, right? It hasn't been in a band context, so... But, or yeah, or a very stripped down combo or something yeah, where it, yeah. you can really, I mean, like where the guitar is pretty much has control anyways. And, you know, you can layer some stuff on it and not lose that. You know, no, I agree. I mean, reverb is, is beautiful. I love reverb. I don't have any currently right now. So now you're making me want to go out and get a <laughs> reverb tank. But how many delay pedals do you have? You talked about them briefly, but is it like five or? No, I've only got two. I, I I have that Boss DD500, which, you know, okay. you can program tons. And then I've got that DD2, that's the old pedal. And I love that pedal. And then I did, actually, I did have a, a carbon copy for a short time a while ago. And as I recall, it was, I don't know why I got rid of it, though. But I, it, it was cool because you could, you had two settings. You could do the setting where it was, I don't know, it was modern or not. Or then you could, boom, do a kind of a more vintage setting where it was, like we were talking about, more like a tape-sounding uh, echo. You know, it was a little... I don't want to say muddy, but it was more textured and more artifacty and stuff. Right. Um, I, I might get one of those again just to mess with it because I, I do. Yeah, I do recall that it was kind of cool. But those are. How about how about you? You've got that old analog delay. Do you have any other delays? I do. I have one. Another pedal that I saved from the landfill. Um, I have a really one of those cheap Digitech Digitalays that um, the switch went out of it and somebody was going to throw it away, and I said I'll take it, and I just put a. I drilled a hole in the top and put a momentary switch on there. I didn't try to hunt down the original switch, and it went bad once, so it's probably going to go bad again. So now <laughs> it's just got a, a Carling momentary switch on it. And, yeah, that's got a, that's got some fun settings on it. I'll use that on my practice board. It's totally fine. Once you hear it next to the, the DM2, it's where you go, oh, wow, because you'll get your ears used to the digital A, and you'll say, this sounds fine. There's a tape setting on there. This sounds great. Then you hear the DM2 and you're like, whoa, there's a huge difference. So, but yeah. it's definitely usable. I mean, before that, too, I had an old funky Aria Pro 2 analog delay from the 80s, and that didn't sound very good. I mean, it was analog and probably used, you know, a cool chip that's in other pedals that sound great, but it just, it was just uninspiring. And that's another thing I'd like to mention. Take the DM2. This is a pedal that uses the Bucket Brigade analog chip for getting its delay. The, the DM2 comes with a little bit of chip worship. During the, <laughs> the pedal's run, there were two chips used, and I forget the exact ones, but I've, the, the first one is the one that everybody just goes nuts over. That's the best chip. I've actually, my friend had one that had the first chip in it. This one here has the second chip, and we side-by-side of those. I heard zero difference. His had a little bit longer delay on it, just a little tiny bit longer delay, but the tone coming out of them was identical. You couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference between them. So I think they'll always have that sort of chip worship because one is perceived more desirable 
but you know anybody looking for one can get either one and you're going to have that sound one thing about those pedals too that's worth mentioning for anyone that's looking for a vintage version is a lot of people dick with those because there's like some pots in there that you can turn with a screwdriver to kind of increase the delay level or it's the clock setting and that can really destroy those pedals i mean people will try to get longer delays out of them so when you're buying them you really should make sure they're they haven't been dicked with you can tell by popping them open because on the little pot there they have a little bit of sticky stuff in there to, to mark where they are and if that's broken then you know that someone's been dicking around with it ibanez makes a good analog delay like i said that there's the memory man um, I'm sure there's a shit ton of like new people making great delays. So I saw Full Tone actually makes, uh, I think, like a tape echo. You know, it probably costs an arm and a leg, but it's goop. I, <laughs> I think that's cool that no, somebody's still making a tape delay. Cool. Yeah, it looks like the old thing. Yeah, uh, I'd love to. Yeah, hear that. me too. I'd like to just try, demo one, but um, yeah, um, uh, that's a good point. You've mentioned some good delay pedals that people can get, and I, yeah, again, I would I would say. For people looking for kind of a middle ground to maybe that carbon copy is a good one because you can kind of get a modern sound and then you can dial it into more of a, a tape delay or, or analog uh, delay sound uh, and i'm gonna i'm gonna get another one just for kicks and just check it out maybe we'll yeah, demo sure. it or something yeah yeah but um yeah i mean I, i'm just curious to know what other people think like you know if they lean on, on reverb or delay or do you record with it any stuff on your guitar like that or do you let do you do it post-production I use the DM2 if I want that sort of delayed sound that I go for live. And sometimes I'll add it in, you know, with plugins. That's a good thing to bring up because as a home recordist since the late 90s, guitar pedal is technology has kind of followed the plugin technology as far as like delays and reverbs go. I remember for years and years and years, I could not find a reverb for recording that I liked even like the really expensive high end, you know, again, it had that top end that just didn't sit right. But recently, um, there's some companies that are getting a lot closer. There's like Valhalla. They make some really good reverbs and delays. And there was one that was from this company called Sound Toys. It's a plate. I think it's called the Little Plate. I use that all the time. One good thing, though, I will say about being not having access to good reverb plugins is I learned how to use delays for vocals instead of just drenching everything in reverb. But sometimes I'll use delay and no reverb on a vocal. And before it was always, yeah, you got to have reverb. But dicking around with delays can be really cool to make your tracks stand out a little bit differently. Yeah, that makes sense. When you were talking about using delay on vocals instead of reverb, what were you hearing that kind of made you lean more toward delay than, than reverb on the vocals? Just, I mean, it's kind of that definition. Sometimes you're fighting to get the, uh, the, the vocals to stand out, but yet not be too out front. And I started listening to a bunch of older recordings, and, and they use delay a lot on those. Right. And it's just like a little bit of a slap back or just something on the vocal. And it, it's something that never occurred to me. I just assumed you'd have a vocal, stick some reverb on there. That's what they do. Right. But for like, you know, kind of a busy rock song, getting a delay in there can often make the vocals stand out better. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Just depending on what you're playing, you know. I mean, if it's a rock combo with two guitars, a bass, and drums. Yeah, probably context matters a lot, right? If it's a trio or if it's just a singer and a piano and 
But yeah, I mean, my, my mind is always like, I hear these old recordings and it just sounds like everything is drenched in this beautiful, either A, they're playing in a room that has really good reverb or it's just this beautiful uh, reverb. Yeah, and when I've recorded, it's hard for me to replicate that too, that kind of cool reverb I've heard in the past. But yeah, maybe I'll try more delay on, on some of the situations. Yeah, it worked for me. Sometimes it works really well in rock songs. So. Cool. Well, there you have it, people. Delay or reverb. Or both. You can have both. Nobody's forcing you to choose, man. Yeah, you should have both. Um, hey, thanks for listening. Um, check us out on social media. Check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Chris, you got any parting wisdom for our listeners? Just thank you for listening and be safe out there. We're all going to get through all this stuff. Yeah, good point, man. Everybody hang in there. We're going to try to bang out some of these bad boys for you thanks for listening as always uh we'll talk to you later bye